Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 410 here at the station, 81 degrees and hazy outside. Um, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, I guess, this uh, Supreme Court decision today that uh, ends affirmative action in our university and college systems across America. And, uh, you know, th- there was, there was, uh, it was a, Mixed bag, split the way you would figure it was split. I think it was 6-2 for the Harvard case and uh, 6-3 for the UNC case. And again, it's both a private and public uh, top universities in the nation. Um, Ms. Brown, Supreme Court Justice Brown, had to recuse herself from uh, from the Harvard case because she sat on one of the boards for Harvard. And, uh, you know, you had Sotomayor... And and Miss Brown give uh, the dissensions in the case, and and it, uh, under unusual circumstances, you had each judge read their either concurring opinion or dissenting opinion, uh, which usually isn't done. Usually, they take a small paragraph to what the decision is, and they read it. And usually, it's just the chief justice. You know, we'll give it a synopsis of what the decision was, what the majority decision was, and that's it. Every now and then, you'll have the dissenting minority come out and say that uh, that. That um, you know, give give their synopsis like a paragraph of of what their dissent was. Well, here they spent several minutes each going over it, and uh, you know, I posted something on, on social media that that I, I got a, a a lot of response in both both positive and negative, and that's the way you know I expect it. But uh, you know, I posted the quote from Martin Luther, Martin Luther King: uh, "I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin." but the content of their character. And I said, uh, you know, today was the day that became reality. That dream became reality. And, and it, it truly is if you want to get to the core of it. And, and you, you could be for or against it, but the, the bottom line is the answer to discrimination, past discrimination, is not more discrimination now. And it's as simple as that. We've gone so far away from equality, which there should be. Everyone should have the equal opportunities to do the things they want to do. To equity, where they now expect the same results regardless of uh, you know where you stand in it. And that's not the way things work. You know, everybody should have the same opportunities, but it's up to you as the individual to uh, to move forward and become successful. That's how we strive as individuals. That's how we make a better impact on society as individuals. And uh, the Supreme Court, Justice Roberts, did leave room for persons, people applying for universities and colleges, individual situations. Um, and, and colleges have already, colleges and universities have already saw, they, they saw the writing on the wall with this case coming. And they've already started to change to fit into that category to still allow you know that 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 opening where they can be more subjective in who they allow in their schools but make no mistake there were individuals i mean one of the the plaintiff in this case was an asian american student who had a perfect sat score had a perfect gpa and he was denied admission to harvard and the facts remain there were less qualified people 
who were in the minority category, and I'm sorry, but an Asian American is a minority category. We seem to be forgetting about that. We're accepted, and rightfully so. They brought the suit. It went through the gamut, and here we are today. But in these personal essays where, where Justice Roberts and even you know President Biden today insinuated to, you know, your personal experiences, your personal situations, not based on the color of your skin, not based on your minority status, but based on you personally, what you've been subjected to, is a criteria that they can look at. But if you looked at universities, you know, especially some of the top universities, uh, they've, they're doing away with SAT scores. They're doing away with looking at ACT and SAT scores, and, and that basically gives them the opportunity to be more subjective. If you don't have a metric like SAT scores, if you're just going to go on a whole person scale, you know, it, it allows them to look at things that are subjective. And that gives them the opening to hit the demographic targets that they're looking to bring in in schools. Now, you can say and point to past racism, past issues, systemic issues that have been part of America that we've made great strides in correcting. But I, I don't believe many of our current high school seniors are the causes of that. So why are we discriminating against them based on their race? You, you do not, in order to accommodate a racial demographic, you do not discriminate against other racial demographics. It's as simple as that. And that's what the Supreme Court is saying today. That, that's what they said. And, you know, we need to, to look at that. Clarence Thomas wrote a great response to Ketanji Brown Jackson's um, dissertation. And basically, you know, it was written out. It wasn't even based in, in factual law. It was basically her opinion and feelings. And as a Supreme Court justice, you know, you should base your dissension on on law. But Harvard University came out very quickly and uh, with a statement saying, we reaffirm the fundamental principle that deep and transformative teaching, learning, and research depend upon a community compromising of people of many backgrounds, perspectives, and lived experience. Okay, I get that. But the translation to that is we will continue to find ways to discriminate. Because that's what they were found of doing. They discriminated against applicants. It's as simple as that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting when you have uh, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson writing her dissension today, talking about giving people, black Americans, opportunity you know, if you look at the Supreme Court as a whole, she is part of a 22.2% part of the Supreme Court. Her and Clarence Thomas, both black Americans, on a nine-member court, comes to 22.2% for a demographic in, in America that's 13%. So the black community is overrepresented in the Supreme Court, one of the highest, the highest court in the land. So what is she talking about this opportunity? And what's interesting about the case today that you cannot use race as a basis 
to fill, especially in university, the precedence is set. What does that say about President Joe Biden, where he said he's only going to pick a black woman for vice president? Or when his Supreme Court justice came up, who turns out to be Kajande Brown, that he said he was going to pick a black woman. Is that unconstitutional now? Was those actions constitutional that he determined ahead of time that that was his metric for who he was going to appoint? And that's going to be interesting to learn as we move forward. That's going to be the interesting um, domino effect from, from this case. Because if you're saying, if the Supreme Court, which they said today, is um, you cannot discriminate against one race, you, you cannot benefit one race by discriminating against another race. And that's what they based affirmative action is. Well, now let's do that with women's sports and women's bathrooms. You cannot discriminate against a woman in sports to accommodate another group, be it people who identify as women. So here's the precedent that this, 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 this comes and will, will, will be questioned later. And, and it's very valid because it's true. And I've said it here. You've heard me say it here. You can't, in, in, in order to accommodate a certain group, you cannot discriminate against others. And, and that's what affirmative action is. That's what this issue with women's sports is. And, and, you know, we seem to be picking and choosing where we want. Everybody should have the same opportunity. Everybody should have the equal opportunity to make their goals. You should be able to look at the whole person. I agree. But... When there's a pool of people and you're picking winners and losers based on color, that's wrong. And we need to do better there. But I, I think they were been given the window with the subjectiveness of the essays and the personal experience and such like that, where universities are going to find their way around that. And it's going to be interesting to see. But what this decision does do is it opens up the federal lawsuit avenue for people who feel they've been discriminated against. Because now it's clear-cut. If, if you were discriminated against because of race, it's unconstitutional now in America. And that, the rest you could look at subjectively, that is not. That is a clear-cut fact in America. It's 420 here at WILK News Radio. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This is Data Internet Traffic Update. We have reports of an accident on 81 southbound right at the... On ramp to music. So, 81 southbound by music. There are two tractor trailers got, that got tangled up. They're a bit off to the side, but they are causing things to slow down and back up. We also have some backed up traffic, 81 northbound at Waverly due to construction. It is all jammed up on 80 West in the Bloomsburg area as well, and pretty slow go heading out on the KC Highway, Route 6 East, between Dunmore and Troop. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 60. Tomorrow, dry with sun, passing showers and thunderstorms, possibly in the evening, high 85. Saturday, hazy with scattered showers and thunderstorms, more humid, high 82. Saturday's weather pattern will likely uh, linger into the 4th of July, so it looks like Sunday and Monday, and Tuesday about the same. 
It's uh, 421 here, 81 degrees and hazy at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Sorry I didn't get to a couple of callers who hung up that uh, were waiting. If you call back, I'll get to you. Uh, one of the not-so-prevalent cases today, but that, that started here in Pennsylvania, was a Supreme Court case of a PA mailman to solidify protections for religious accommodations. Basically, he's a Christian who, uh, when he was hired as a mailman, said that he would not have to deliver on Sundays um, due to Amazon and everything else being, you know, the post office being contracted by them to deliver packages on Sundays. I guess there's been some Sunday deliveries. And he brought this case. Now, the Supreme Court, this was a unanimous decision. They didn't decide on the case, but they, they spoke on it and sent it back for more deliberation in the lower courts which is seen as a win for this PA mailman. And they basically said that the post office in this case, United States Postal Service, needs to do better in accommodating people for their religious accommodations. Uh, So it is seen as a win for this mailman. But this is a case that that started here in Pennsylvania. Um, And like I said, it is seen as, as a win because they basically said that employers, in this case the United States Postal Service, uh, needs to do a better job. Uh, needs to to look into how they assist their employees to to accommodate these things better. Um, so even though there was no decision, inf- the def- definitive def- decision by the Supreme Court, it is seen as a win for workers everywhere um, because we'll see what the lower courts say, but the Supreme Court's on record now saying that you know, employers do need to do a better job on uh, solidifying accommodations for workers based on religious accommodations and protections. So that was the case today that really kind of went unnoticed because of the larger case. It appears tomorrow, the Supreme Court did say that tomorrow will be their last day in session. So whatever remaining decisions, and the big one tomorrow is the school um, loan forgiveness should come out tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have that to talk about, and we'll see what happens. Now, there's been questions about that based on decisions that came down last week Standing is going to be a big issue with this student loan case. Uh, they kicked back a case yesterday. And they actually uh, refused to, to vote on it because they said the plaintiffs didn't have standing in the case, so they, they weren't going to decide on it. There might be that issue with the student loan case, which then sends everything back. There'll be more lawsuits, more appeals, and it'll eventually end back up with the Supreme Court once they get the proper people that are dictated by the Supreme Court, who would have standing to bring such a case. If they get past the standing issue tomorrow, if it's past that, then uh, it looks like that the, the it'll be found unconstitutional from everything that I've read and the people that I've, I've watched on the experts on the case. I'm by no means an expert on uh, Supreme Court case law, especially when it comes to the things the Biden administration is doing with student loans. But from what I understand from the experts that are involved is standing is going to be a big issue. If they get past standing, it it does appear that they were leaning towards this being unconstitutional. But we will see for sure tomorrow. Um, If if up and off the the, uh, Cape Cod coast, it looks like the U.S. Coast Guard says that presumed human remains were found in some of the wreckage of that Titan submersible. And that itself is remarkable because they said, you know, the unforgiving nature of pressure at the depth that this was at. And I believe it said it was found, the debris, with 12,500 12, yeah, 12, feet is where the debris from the Titan was located. 
And and based on the medical ex- experts at that time said that, that that pressure at that depth is unforgivable on the human body. But the United States Coast Guard believes that they, they have found presumed human remains on some of the wreckage that was brought up. There are photos and videos of some of the wreckage that was brought up. And they do have quite large pieces that were found. Hopefully they'll be able to determine um, what exactly happened, you know, if it was some kind of um, – Whole anomaly. It was it come some kind of human error? Was it you know in a, a a small crack that that at that depth is is unforgivable? We'll see what happens. But they they say with some of the data recorders and everything down there and what they'll be able to see from the wreckage that they have, they they will have a good chance of piecing together what actually happened to that submersible. Um, one of the other things with the that they've been given uh, the company for this submersible. Uh, still has on their website uh, advertising for for trips on this submersible. Uh, so they've been given a hard time that that wasn't taken down yet after uh, after the tragic incident that happened up there. But that's just, you know, nor here nor there, but just something that the company, again, with their CEO, part of one of the victims in this case, it just probably wasn't at the forefront to, to take down their website that advertised for trips charging $250,000. On this now um, in pieces submersible. It is 4.30 here at WILK News Radio. We'll be back after the news. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's a song Stand by Nate Hosey, a local artist. It's a point in the show where we honor our local heroes and the heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 60 police officers across the nation made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, five of which from here. In Pennsylvania, uh, Deputy Sheriff Kyle David Pagerly, Berks County Sheriff's Office, June 29, 2011, was shot and killed while serving a warrant as part of a fugitive task force at his home, at a home in Pine Swamp Road in Albany Township. You have uh, Lieutenant William Benton Mays of the Robinson Township Police Department, 1972, responded to a disturbance call where suspects were fighting at a local bar on Beaver Grade Road. As Lieutenant Mays tried to quell the disturbance, he fell to the ground with a fatal heart attack. Police Officer Thomas J. Matthews, Abington Township Police Department, 1949. Police Officer Thomas Matthews was shot and killed while investigating a suspicious truck near Rydell. He and his partner had seen leaving a large estate of a prominent citizen. The driver of the truck fled with Officer Matthews and pursued, his partner heard several gunshots. Moment later, Officer Matthews' body was located near a hedge approximately one hour later. Chief of Police William Howard Rader, Conway Borough Police Department, succumbed to head injuries sustained two weeks earlier while attempting to arrest a mentally ill suspect at the Pennsylvania Railroad Yards in Conway. And uh, Mounted Policeman James Moreland, Philadelphia Police Department in 1904, Mounted Policeman James Moreland succumbed to injuries sustained seven days earlier when he was kicked in the face by his horse in Fairmont Park. And, uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge a friend of mine, Detective Luis Gustavo Alvarez from the bomb squad of the New York City Police Department. His end of watch was June 29, 2019, uh, died as a result of cancer he developed following his assignment for the search and recovery efforts at the World Trade Center site following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. I, I worked by Lou's side. Uh, for that year, uh, knew him well, and he is the uh, 
the reason he's the one who testified in front of Congress along with uh, John Stewart uh, to, to get the 9-11 health bill passed and get the money to, uh, to make sure that the survivors had the medical needs that they needed to be treated. Uh, we're losing more. We have lost more police and firemen after 9-11 due to the, the toxic air that was there than we did on that day. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to Lou's family, Detective Luis Gustavo Alvarez. Um, what do I have here? I got a little bit of time. Uh, Jake, maybe you know about this. Did you see uh, that four players in the NFL were suspended, three indefinitely? Cornerback Isaiah Rogers Sr., projected starter for the Indianapolis Colts, and his new teammates, Rashad Berry and backup defensive end, both received indefinite suspensions and were subsequently waived by the team. Rogers and Berry and free agent Demetrius Taylor, who also received his indefinite suspension, cannot seek reinstatement until after the 2023 season. Yeah, it seems like it's sort of... Yeah, it seems like it's sort of becoming a common theme lately, Rob. This all sort of started back on April 21st when I think it was, yeah, it was Jamison Williams and several members of the Detroit Lions. They were suspended for gambling, and now you have the Colts. You had an offensive lineman from the Tennessee Titans, and honestly, I think at this point, I mean, it feels like it's going to, I feel like it's just going to snowball at this point. I feel like there, there's there's way more to come. Um, Calvin Ridley when he was with the Atlanta Falcons, this was where it all sort of started was I think it was about halfway through 2021. All of a sudden he left the team for personal reasons. They didn't say why, if it was something with himself, something with his family. Well here, I guess he was betting on a couple games and he ended up being suspended the entire 2022 season. Thankfully he's reinstated. He's now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but yeah, it seems like this has definitely come to light now and it's it's weird at the same time when a lot of things in the NFL you have FanDuel, you have DraftKings, and all all these other things. So it's it's a crazy time right now. Yeah, but these yeah. these these online, especially the online systems, are very easily trackable. Yeah. I mean, are, are teams taking a proactive approach? Is the NFL taking a proactive approach, or are they just piecemealing as they're catching them? Yeah, it, I think the well, the one thing that they talked about is. They're saying that if if you bet at a facility at the team facility, if it's on a plane, I guess if it's anything NFL related, that you're you're going to be suspended. But anything else, you could bet on the NBA, you could bet on the MLB. Eh, no, no big deal. You know, it's it's crazy. You figure they'd be yeah. too busy being professional football players than than worrying about betting on <laughs> yeah. a, a, other issues. <laughs> yeah. And uh, today's your dad's birthday, huh, Jake? It sure is. Happy oh. birthday to the man, the myth, the legend, Thomas Heller the third. Played a lot of Leonard Skinner so far today, my favorite band. He influenced me all the way back when I was 11 years old. And I was basically, I'm, I've been hooked on them ever since. And he's always had great taste for music, obviously. And he's just a great man. He's a hard worker. He's honest. He's funny. He's going to shoot you straight, whether you like it or not. Obviously, as he talked about you know when, when he was on with Bob earlier today. You know, my grandfather was basically the same way. He had a sense of humor, but he was also going to tell it like it is. So it's definitely been an incredible day, and I'm very, very lucky, very lucky with 
both my parents to, ha- to have them. Well, so. I want to I want to thank your dad for the fine young man that he's provided thank me you. here in the studio. Um, you know, handling everything, uh, making this show run. I, I've said it from the start, from day one. Uh, but I wish Mr. Heller a happy birthday I and have a great that. weekend on, on this this Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, definitely. And and the funny thing is, I think it was last year, and he called in to Frank Andrews' show one day, and it was it was March 29th. It was Vietnam Veterans Day. Now, my dad never served like my grandfather did or Uncle Lester did, but. You know that those core values were instilled in him early on, growing up while Vietnam was going on. That you know, hey, you respect these guys. And the great story he he loves telling the story all the time. But I think it was about 1970 or so, and he had like you know long hair and whatnot, like a lot of a lot of kids did back then. So he's sitting in class with his one teacher, Charlie Winters. Now, to put it in perspective, he said Charlie Winters looked just like Arlie Army from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> he had served in the military and everything. So everyone, they got up, they left, they did the whole moratorium deal. The only two that were in that classroom were my dad and Charlie. And Charlie said to him, he said, how come you're not down there? And he said straight up, my dad served, I have had tons of uncles served. You know, I, I support those guys more than anything. And he said, he said, what's going on right now? You know, he said, what's going on right now? I've got to support them. And Charlie said to him, he said, you know, your hair might be long, but your neck is sure as hell red. <laughs> and from that point on, they they were best of friends the, the rest of the time that he was at Stroudsburg High School. So, yeah, he, he loves telling that story. <laughs> good, good. Great yeah. story. How old's dad today? 69. 69. God yeah. bless him and happy birthday, Mr. Heller. It's Rob O'Donnell here at WILK. It's 444. I guess time for the weather. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, smoky, hazy sky, low 60. Friday, hazy sunshine with rain, storms late in the day, high 87. Saturday, partly sunny with spotty showers and storms, high 82. Sunday, partly sunny with spotty storms, showers and storms, high 83. It's currently 81 degrees with that red flag warning haze out there at 444 here at your official weather station, WILK. And this traffic update brought to you by Pentella Data Internet, an accident 81 southbound by the music exit that has things backed up all the way into the Scranton area. You might want to avoid 81 southbound from Scranton to music. 81 northbound, a little bit of slowing from Avoca to music, and it is jammed up on 81 northbound Waverly uh, to Lenox, but there's also an accident in that area that may be causing some problems. Slow go heading on to the KC Highway, Route 6 East between Dunmore and Troop, and 80 westbound is all jammed up due to construction. Whenever you see a traffic problem, that's in the Bloomsburg area, by the way. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. You're back with the Rob O'Donnell Show on W-I-L-K News Radio. It's 449, almost 450 here at the station, 81 degrees in hazy. Now, now... I, I saw this yesterday, and it's just, you know, I'll, I'll call Joe Biden out, President Joe Biden out on his policies. I will call him out on how he stumbles with his words and how he, he basically said that Putin's uh, going to lose the war in Iraq. And, you know, you name his gamut. You know, the, the lies he tells every time he speaks when, when he says he did something that he never did once it's checked and fact-checked in history. Um, but 
the criticism he got yesterday for the marks on his face for using a CPAP machine is just utterly ridiculous. You know, it's it's come on now. Uh, I use a CPAP machine. Who cares if Joe Biden uses a CPAP machine? He should be using a CPAP machine at his age. Uh, 20% of Americans use CPAP machines. Um, so I, I just don't, I just don't uh, understand the fixation of, oh, oh, my God, he's using this machine to help him breathe. Who cares? You know, truly, who cares? Uh, I don't. Like I said, I use one myself. It's changed my life. I love it. I won't not go to sleep without it. I used to when I used to travel. You know, unless I was going for more than one day, I wouldn't bring it with me. Now, if I'm just going overnight for one single night, I'm bringing that machine with me. That's how much it's helped me. That's how much it's improved my life. If if you need a CPAP machine, if you suffer from sleep apnea, if you're sleeping bad, you know, it, it's a pain in the neck to to. Uh, to go through the process to be diagnosed with sleep apnea, uh, but it does help so many other issues. It's it's a great thing to have. But when I saw this, okay, he has the marks on his face. You know, when I get up in the morning, I have the marks on my face for about an hour. Who cares? That's not one of the reasons I care about what he's doing. I could care less about if he has a medical issue that 20% of Americans have. And again, probably another 20% are undiagnosed with that same issue. You know, I, I have friends and family that I, I I plead with to go get tested to get, the, you know, a CPAP machine. It's just ridiculous, some of the things we focus on just to focus on them. I mean, there's enough other things with Joe Biden to focus on other than the fact he's using a medical device that a large portion of America uses. We need to grow up when it comes to those things. We need to focus on the real issues that are facing our nation. And there are so many of them that we do not need to focus on nonsense like that. I applaud Joe Biden for having a CPAP machine if he needs one. I applaud him for using it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people can't sleep with them. They feel they're uncomfortable. I happen to love mine. I've accommodated it well to it. I have used it every single night since the day I've got and I think I'm on year two of, of using it. Um, so come on, if that's what you're focusing on, and I saw a lot of pundits out there, I saw a lot of people on social media really going going to town on this. And Yes, I understand. The president has marks on his face. It's a valid question, but once it said, oh, he uses a CPAP machine. Okay, great. Who cares after that? You got your answer. Move on. Not this fixation and exaggerating it to where he needs this machine to, to survive. He uses this machine to breathe. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll suffocate if he doesn't use that machine. That's not what that machine It's not an intubation machine. It's not a respirator. It is simply a CPAP machine. I use one every day. It is uh, 4.53 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Robo. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.55 here at the station. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Dave from Kingston on the Supreme Court. How did I guess you were going to talk about that today, Dave? Hey, because it's in the news. Thank you, Rob, for taking my call. So, yeah, so when it comes to the Supreme Court, you know, you have Gorsuch, who's so pro-corporate, he thought someone should freeze in their their truck when uh, it broke down in uh you know, in the Midwest when there was freezing Let, temperatures. Let's focus on uh, what the decision was today and not he, personal attacks. He, well, that, that's what he admitted during his hearings. We also have Alito, who uh, had multiple cases in front of him from somebody who uh, paid for, like, what? It was like a $400,000 uh, 
thousand dollar vacation. Dave, it's been he proven. They, both, it's been it's been proven that they all do that, both Democrat and Republican uh, members. It's been proven. What, it's yes, been proven. Dave, it, I, I went through the list. It's been proven. They all they all do it. They all take these trips. Yeah. They all take these benefits. Yeah. It's not illegal. It's not unethical per their standards. I didn't say it was illegal. I think it kind of is un- unethical, though. You know, I mean, you have Thomas. You know, Thomas is uh, just—you know—he was the one who ruled on the latest EPA decision. Dave, I know you want—I know you want to throw personal attacks, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's not a personal attack. Yes, it is. You're, you're picking—you're okay, picking out only the GOP-appointed justices no, when they I, all do it. And if you go back in history, they've all done it. Dave, let, let's, yeah. let's we've already admitted okay, that there's so no yes, sense of the personal attacks. Let's talk about today's okay, decision, so if that's what you want to talk the about. Affirmative, the affirmative action case. So, Rob, do you think you know if you come from like say Greenwich? Connecticut, uh, and you have like a 4.0, do you think that's the same as someone who comes from Baltimore, who lives in the ghetto, who has, who's a minority and has to deal with a discrimination and has like a 3.5 average? Do you think, what, what do you think is more impressive? Someone who lives in an upper middle class uh, house. That's and, not what this know, case. With, that's not what this case was about. If you look at the case, one of the one of the key aspects. Yeah, of I the, read Robert, one of the yeah, no. This, this isn't just the, this isn't just the decisions. If you look at the evidence that that Harvard was forced to show at this case, it states that uh, a black American in the fortieth percentile is getting preference over an Asian American in the hundredth percentile. Yeah, that's not you, what you're talking about. You know you're talking about though, you're, right? talk, you're talking about people who are very similar academically, with very different backgrounds. Which I agree. If that's the case, yeah. yes, get your diversity. But that's not what was shown in the Harvard case. What was shown in the Harvard case is that Black Americans in the 40th percentile were getting preference over people with perfect scores, and that's wrong. Right, because. Mostly in Asian classes or higher middle class white people. Well, if you look they at, come if you from look at, probably if you look at the, richer you, families who live in better areas than like black students. Again, correct. Right? Our constitution dictates the Fourteenth Amendment is, is equality. Not? Is equality not equity? Well, I know, but we don't have equal. We don't have people. Both have the chance to get somewhere. And we don't have that in America. We don't have equal opportunity in this country. Dave, I know you want to look at this this court, this Supreme Court, as those bad GOP, you know, overzealous people who have changed this this decades-long well, affirmative action. The... But l- let me go back in history with you. In, in 25 years ago, in an opinion of Grutter versus Bollinger, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor concluded that affirmative action in college admissions is justifiable, but not in perpetuity. With except, we expect, and this is her quote: "We expect that 25 years from now, the use of racial preference yes. will no longer be necessary to further the interest in yes, the student body and university." It is. But it's not, Dave. It's not. It's, it people like you want to make it so, but it's not. Well, you it's think not. the race you, doesn't you, matter? You. In the United States right now? No, I don't. You really don't think so? No, I know. I, uh, I, I, I know Robert people like said, I, I know people, the same thing when it came to the voting I, I, rights. I, I, I know people who believe okay. like you want to make it an issue, but it's not. You, you're, 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 I know, you, I, Dave. We're gonna have to leave it there. That, we're gonna have to leave it there, Dave. Right. Thank you. We disagree. Yes, we do. Uh, it's five o'clock here at WILK News Radio. I just gave you the words from Sandra Day O'Connor.